Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Monday, June 3. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, I uh, want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for all that you've called us to. Uh, I want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to reflect in a, in a very complex passage, uh, a call into our own lives. And I ask, Lord, for an application, for understanding, and for your wisdom. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we have the New Living Translation today, the NLT. I am reading Amos chapters 5 and 6, every single word of both of those chapters. Good, good. Prepare yourselves. Um, Subheading, a call to repentance. Listen, you people of Israel. Listen to this funeral song I'm singing. The virgin Israel has fallen, never to rise again. She lies abandoned on the ground with no one to help her up. The sovereign Lord says, when a city sends a thousand men to battle, only a hundred will return. When a town sends a hundred, only ten will come back alive. Now this is what the Lord says to the family of Israel. Come back to me and live. Don't worship at the pagan altars at Bethel. Don't go to the shrines at Gilgal or Beersheba. For the people of Gilgal will be dragged off into exile, and the people of Bethel will be reduced to nothing. Come back to the Lord and live. Otherwise he will roar through Israel like a fire, devouring you completely. Your gods in Bethel won't be able to quench the flames. You twist justice, making it a bitter pill for the oppressed. You treat the righteous like dirt. It is the Lord who created the stars, the Pleiades and Orion. He turns darkness into morning and day into night. He draws up water from the oceans and pours it down as rain on the land. The Lord is his name. With blinding speed and power, he destroys the strong, crushing all their defenses. How you hate honest judges. How you despise people who tell the truth. You trample the poor, stealing their grain through taxes and unfair rent. Therefore, though you build beautiful stone houses, you will never live in them. Though you plant lush vineyards, you will never drink wine from them. For I know the vast number of your sins and the depth of your rebellions. You oppress good people by taking bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. So those who are smart keep their mouths shut, for it is an evil time. Do what is good and run from evil so that you may live. Then the Lord God of heaven's armies will be your helper, just as you have claimed. Hate evil and love what is good. Turn your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord God of heaven's armies will have mercy on the remnant of his people. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the Lord God of heaven's armies, says. There will be crying in all the public squares and mourning in every street. Call for the farmers to weep with you and summon professional mourners to wail. There will be wailing in every vineyard, for I will destroy them all, says the Lord. Subheading, Warning of Coming Judgment What sorrow awaits you who say, If only the day of the Lord were here. You have no idea what you are wishing for. That day will bring darkness, not light. In that day you will be like a man who runs from a lion, only to meet a bear. Escaping from the bear, he leans his hand against a wall in his house, and he's bitten by a snake. Yes, the day of the Lord will be dark and hopeless without a ray of joy or hope. I hate all your show and pretense. 
the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous living. Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during the 40 years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you served your pagan gods, Sakuth, your king god, and Kaiwan, your star god, the images you made for yourselves. So I will send you into exile to a land east of Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of heaven's armies. What sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem, and you who feel secure in Samaria? You are famous and popular in Israel, and people go to you for help. But go over to Kalna and see what happens there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were, and look at how they were destroyed. You push away every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible for you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your couches, eating the meat of tender lambs from the flock and of choice calves fattened in the stall. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp and fancy yourselves to be great musicians like David. You drink wine by the bowlful and perfume yourselves with fragrant lotions. You care nothing about the ruin of your nation. Therefore, you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly, all your parties will end. The sovereign Lord has sworn by his own name, and this is what he, the Lord's God of heaven's armies, says. I despise the arrogance of Israel, and I hate their fortresses. I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies. If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, Is anyone else with you? When the person begins to swear, No, by, he will interrupt and say, Stop, don't even mention the name of the Lord. When the Lord gives the command, homes both great and small will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plow them? But that's how foolish you are when you turn justice into poison and the sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness. And you brag about your conquest of Lodabar. You boast, didn't we take Karnami or Karnam by our own strength? O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land from Lebohamoth to the north in the north to the Arabah Valley in the south. I actually like that translation. It's so chipper. It, it, chipper so, is one way so to look at it. Cheerful. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. It is. I was wondering why there would be wailing. There's one point where it says um, everybody will be, be killed and so they'll be wailing. And I'm like, well, who's wailing if everybody's dead? Yeah, the professional mourners. Aren't they dead too? <laughs> I mean, that's the key to survival, I guess, is just become a become professional, professional mourner. Become yeah. And then, you know, you, well, they have to keep well, you around. Cl- clearly, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, gruesome, uh, the picture that's been painted here, that if they continue, I mean, the, it but opens. Even if they don't continue, I don't it think opens, it offers any, like, alternative. Well, this is what is going to happen. It's not like there is, there's there, anything they can there do. There are some things that they need to do, and there are some things that they could do to kind of turn this around, and there is, there is this uh, lingering inside the text where he talks about you know how he can turn the darkness into morning and he he can move he can do transformation and he's talking to them right at the beginning about you know seek the Lord and live 
he's asking them to to make a choice. Um, but then he also tells them, look, I, I really don't like the way you're going. Mm. Uh, I don't like the way you do this. And he gives them a great reference as well to Joseph that we'll kind of unpack later on in the week, I hope. Um, but let's uh, dive into the question for today, which is, why does lament seem to have all but disappeared from our faith communities? And how can we incorporate more lament into our worship services and practice of faith? Okay, how, how are we defining the word lament? Well, just being sorry for things that are not going well. Well, does lament, well, because I think people do, would that be another way of saying complaining or whining or moaning? Oh, or, oh. Because if, if that's the case, then I don't think it's disappeared from our faith communities. I think people lament all the time. Now, what I want to know is, does Nathan mean lamenting about something in particular? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I sure know. Nathan knows as well as I do yeah. that there's plenty of lamenting going yeah. on. Well, all I mean, the time, every day, twenty four seven. Well, here he says, "Why does lament seem to have all but disappeared from our faith community?" So I don't think he's talking about people who complain. No. So what yeah. is he, what is he talking? So about? I think he's talking about more of the lamenting of the text here, where he says, "Look, hear this word that I that I take over you in lamentation, O house of Israel." Right. Uh, so right at the very beginning, you know, where he's he he is saying, "Look, I I feel this pain about where things are going." Well, I mean, I think um, one sort of obvious answer is that back then they had professional mourners so they seem to take lamenting to like it's almost another, a, it's a performative level. thing that i think in some cultures that still exists we don't have that in our culture so that would be one reason for that we don't perform grief well we well it could it could be that also I mean, it's, grief, not, it's not so much that he's actually grieving himself in in just crying all no, the way I mean through that this the mourners are the, mourn, the, the mourners lamenters. are i agree but there's also that that amos himself is speaking is speaking that he says look seek god and live and he's saying he he longs for a transformation of people and, and maybe there is something to be said in worship where we should be cultivating more of a call or an appeal for people to consider transformation. Yeah, and you know, that's an interesting point because I think churches, we tend to try to focus on really upbeat things about uh-huh. us as a church. Like, look at all the great things we're doing. And you know how we're always saying that we need to be the most joyous people and that everybody sure. will want to be with us and stuff. And people have a hard enough week sometimes and they come and they're, you know, Things are yeah, rough but as it is. what I mean is that in some ways, mm-hmm. I also think that by not acknowledging lament or grief or hard times mm-hmm. and always being relentlessly joyful and upbeat or trying to put forward that persona, that could be alienating for a lot of people who maybe don't feel that way or yeah. you know they're not super happy and maybe they would like something a bit more real. Yeah, and maybe I, it also doesn't hurt for us to lament ways in which we failed as a community. Yeah. If there are still homeless people on the streets of our city, for instance, then we failed in some way. If there are still injustices taking place, then there's something to lament yeah. about. I mean, I think I think there are prayers of confession and, and spaces that can be created. And I think that we actually do need as a community more in worship to be able to make that kind of space take place. So um, something to think about. Uh, our time's actually up for today, but let me repeat the question one more time. Why does lament seem to have all but disappeared from our faith communities? How can we incorporate more lament into our worship services and practice of faith? Think about that, talk about it with your friends and family and look after each other and live love and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. 
If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.